Are you looking to grow revenues, increase profitability, or obtain financing? If so, you came to the right place. Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? Learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively. That's why we created Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business, to help you succeed with your host, Andrew Frazier, Business Growth Pro and CFO and founder of the Small Business Pro University. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Welcome to Leadership Live at 805. I'm your host, Andrew Frazier, and very excited about our show this evening. Um, Definitely each week we have a special guest who's really talking to us about business best practices. But today and tonight we're going into the future and um, really excited. Not only just we're going to talk about the future, but we're actually in the future. So we're going to learn about the metaverse, but also we're on the metaverse tonight. So and going forward, we're going to be on the metaverse. So um, tonight's guest um, Ty Taylor Taborn. He's doing great things. But before I bring him on, I want to bring on my co-host, Art Jones. You probably know him. Um, you know, we started out, I guess, over a hundred episodes ago together. And um, you know, Art's doing great things. Um, you know, as you remember, he's a master storyteller. And um, you know, just Art, you want to just say hello real quick and give a quick background? Well, oh, absolutely. I'm excited, as always, to be sitting in the uh, square next to Andrew uh, here on Leadership Live. Um, like Andrew, I spent an awful lot of time talking about the power of leadership and the fact that to lead is actually a human skill. We all have the ability. We just have to nurture those skills because human skills make leaders stronger. And uh, we don't want to miss that opportunity. I think today I couldn't be more excited to, to be on the show because uh, Dr. Taborn is gonna really just blow up the show tonight because I think it's not just the metaverse that uh, Doc will share with us, it's closing the gap um, between the racial divide between where uh, the, the African diaspora is and, and technology is today. Because if we don't get on board today, the metaverse train is leaving the station. And that's what Doc Taborn is going to talk about. And so I'm, I'm so excited, Andrew. Um, thanks for inviting me on. Um, just ha having a seat here in the bleachers, listening to Doc Taborn uh, tell us the story of what's happening today and what we should keep our eye peeled for tomorrow is going to be exciting. Definitely. So, um, Doc Taborn, you know, we're going to talk about the metaverse, not missing the opportunity. He's the mayor of STEM City USA, so he's created his own metaverse. And um, 
really is going to be able to talk to us from authority because that's one of the early metaverses even out there and available. So without further ado, I just want to invite Doc Tayborn. And how are you doing tonight, Ty? Andrew, what how wonderful it is to see you. Uh, we go back a very, very long way. And, you know, again, thank you for your service to our, our nation and all that you've done and also in helping to develop so many of our current leaders. Art, it's wonderful seeing you. Uh, Absolutely. And I'll tell you, if you can't tell a story, it's very hard for people to understand uh, where we go. And you have a special skill in helping people connect those dots. You know, there was some time ago, you know, I grew up in Chicago. Well, I didn't necessarily grow up in Chicago. I was born on the kitchen table in Chicago. <laughs> I grew up in Los Angeles, so I've, you know, both sides of the coast. But the uh, interesting thing is I re in all of that time, I've just had this passion in, from the time in Chicago, being born on that kitchen table, seeing so many great people and the lack of opportunities, but not the lack of talent. Because we've always had talent, but we haven't had the opportunities. And those of us who've had great opportunities, we've had to sell those opportunities. We weren't always able to use those opportunities to enrich our community. We use those opportunities to enrich our family and maybe some friends but really investing in our communities so that we had uh, we, we had some real opportunities of growth. So I, I hope tonight the story that I'm able to tell is the digital divide, how we've got behind in the divide, how we have been absolutely outpaced. And as I said in the covenant of Black America, almost to a point that we as a people potentially could be irrelevant as far as wealth creators versus technology workers. But now something very special has happened. Okay. There's been a major shift, a generational shift that we may have never, ever seen again because we've had several of them. So the question is whether this metaverse is going to at last give us an opportunity to truly equal the playing field or catch up or are we going to miss another window that may not open for another hundred years and continue to fall further behind that story has yet the end has yet to be written well no i mean that's serious stuff and you know it's great that you're out there ahead of it um you know definitely forward thinking. Um, you know, as you mentioned, we've known each other for, for a long time. And I remember, you know, meeting back in Baltimore when I was in college and you had the black engineer of the year conference. And it was amazing. Um, thousands of engineers, um, you know, great sessions, great activities. You even had, uh, I was telling art, you had an aircraft carrier there. And, the <laughs> and then I ended up in the Navy after that. So. <laughs> Who knew? Next time I see the CNO, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I always remind every secretary of the Navy and CNO that exact story. I said, those, those carriers work 
<laughs> they were great recruiting. Great recruiting tools. You did your job for them, so that's great. So, you know, I can't do your background justice, so I would love for you to take a few minutes and really just talk about your journey, you know, where you came from and how you got to where you are and really how you gained your understanding and, and your focus um, of what we're going to talk about tonight, uh, really seeking out and finding opportunities within the metaverse to really close the gap well i really don't want to take up time talking about me you know i i, I brought up what was important you know okay being born on the kitchen table in chicago being raised into Los, you know being raised in los angeles eventually going to cornell university uh coming to baltimore being embraced what i found i think the takeaway here is what i found is that every step of my life, there was there was a door and people who were willing to help. I think for some strange reason, I was blessed enough not to be so silly to not return uh, that favor, uh, to not accept that hand, to not think that I was greater than who I am as an individual, to understand that in order to succeed in this world, we cannot believe in this nonsense of being individual of individualism, but understand that in most of the world, the way people succeed is because they are embraced by a community and they have lots of support. And in given that, that those opportunities, what I've tried to do in my with my life is to help connect others. And that is why we created the Black Engineer of the Year Awards 36 years ago. Uh, that's why we created U.S. Black Engineer Information Technology, the oldest, largest publication that highlights uh, multiculturalism in the STEM fields. Still strong, we're still publishing and we're doing great. We created the Women of Color a conference, the only multicultural conference, the largest women's multicultural conference in STEM that is 26 years old. As you know, I created uh, HENAC, the Hispanic Engineer National Achievement Awards, one of the largest Hispanic conferences, awards conferences. We have Hispanic Engineer Magazine that's still in existence, the oldest Hispanic engineer technology magazine and women of color. And it's just so much more. So all of these things have one common, common thread. They're about exposing us to the lessons of others, giving us motivation, helping us build a professional and a social convoy that drags us to success, whether we want to be successful or not. And in doing each of those things, uh, Andrew, I believe that uh, every step that I've taken 10 uh, positive things have come back to me. Okay. No, definitely. Um, nobody does it by themselves. And, you know, definitely taking advantage of opportunities and figuring out where things go from there. Um, but also making opportunities available to others, which is one key thing that you've done. So you created stem city usa which is your metaverse and um we're on it tonight um 
why don't you talk to us? Tell us what a metaverse is, because not a lot of people don't even know what a metaverse is. So let's start there, and you know we'll go from there. I appreciate that. And if you don't know what a metaverse is, don't be surprised. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people, you know, when you look at even something like Bitcoin, just keep in mind, uh, it popped up in 2008. Uh, the primary party was a nine page paper with one major email that helped create Bitcoin and look at where it is today. The metaverse is uh, something very, very special. It is the next evolution in technology and computer technology. And I'll talk a little bit later about that history because it's an important part of understanding what uh, the metaverse is and the opportunities for our businesses uh, in the future. But a metaverse is something that involves us to be totally engaged and part of it. It, it takes your total attention. So a radio is not a metaverse because you can do multiple things. But if you're truly in a metaverse, most of your attention is focused on what's happening there. A metaverse is really taking visual technology, audio technology, putting all of that together. Here's an example that I give often. Imagine being in a movie theater. You're watching the movie. That's the web. That story, that information is coming right at you. You can sit there. You're aware of your surroundings. You're eating popcorn. You're talking to people. You may be playing on your phone. Now you get up and you actually go into the movie. But you're by yourself. Well, that is 3D. That may be virtual reality. Now that you're inside of the movie. Now imagine that everybody in that theater came into that screen with you and you were able to interact with them and you decided what that movie would be. That is the metaverse. Being totally involved and totally engaged. So, you know, there's some technical things that we can talk about what makes up the metaverse that you can click. But what I'm telling you right now is that total engagement where you're in there, you're making, uh, you, you have control over your digital self. You're interacting with other people and you're creating a new reality. If, if something follows those platforms, that is the metaverse. Okay. Powerful. So really it's the next level of where technology has been going for a long time. It is. It is absolutely. It's web 3.0 conceptually, although web 3.0, as you know, is just linking together a whole bunch of systems and computers and, and those things. But no, this is the, this is the extension of the human experience because here's what the metaverse does. The metaverse builds communities. The metaverse builds nations. The metaverse, unlike the internet, that creates these uh, uh, narrow cast kind of areas, the metaverse is completely different. And that is that is the promise of the metaverse. And we and we will talk about why that's possible 
and why the metaverse cannot exist without the concept of blockchain uh, uh, technology behind it. And that's where the opportunities truly come in for many of our companies. Okay. So now you have a metaverse. I couldn't even figure out, you know, how did you create it? Like, uh, you know, talk a little bit about what you have to do to develop a metaverse. Because well, we have a two, we, we have what we call a two, a two D metaverse. And that's really important. Again, that's why I tried to make a separation between virtual reality and the 3D glasses. You don't need all of that to have what's defined as a metaverse. So we have a 2D metaverse with STEM City. Listen, when this pandemic hit, it was devastating. And I know that you being a person who, who has attended many of the Black Engineer of the Year conferences, you know the power of 11, 14,000 people that we would bring together, the brightest minds, corporate CEOs, uh, the top military leaders, the top minds in the nation would come into one location. You know the power that that had. Well, when the pandemic hit, how do you bring people together? Well, at Career Communications Group, we had already been on a major path of, of really doing the gaming on this. We said, well, what happens if a snowstorm hits us again? What happens if there's a terrorist attack? How can we continue to build a community, this trusted community that we created, if we can't all physically get together? So for years, we had already been gaming out what people call virtual. And we got well beyond virtual. And we said, how do we create a true experience that people could come together in a virtual environment and still feel that they were getting something close to what they would get in the, uh, at the actual event? We called it a digital twin. A digital twin meaning it closely resembled everything that you could do in a physical environment. So when the pandemic hit, we were ready. But what the pandemic did that made it completely possible is what we're doing right now. We're using, we're using uh, video technology. Video technology has been around since Dick Tracy. Two years ago, your show would not have been successful because most people were not really, they, they, they would feel this was second class. You know, that, that I'm looking at something, you know, a Zoom meeting, that's what this thing is. But after the pandemic, pre-existing technology that already existed jumped to something that the majority of the nation embraced. We had telehealth, because of government regulations, allowing more and more doctors to deliver services through video technology, insurance companies ready to pay for it. We have massive schools. We've had over 30 million people brought under this digital sky of using audio. So, I mean, video. So immediately what we saw with our Black Engineer Conference and our women uh, conferences is that people felt that they were still there. And we haven't missed a heartbeat. Our attendance has grown. Our corporate support has grown. Our uh, K through 12 activities have grown. We knew we had to go 365 days a year. 
not just have a weekend conference, but we wanted to have an ongoing presence. So we invested, we just built our investment in building this platform for the conferences that then led back to our efforts in the digital divide. And that became STEM City USA. That was the first 365 day platform. And that is the beginning of what we call the 2D metaverse. Bringing all of that experience that we had previously and then the real experiences we had with the conferences with the smartest people around, the top tech people, seeing the impact it had on them, we knew we could do something for the general public and continue to push this idea of promoting science and technology. Okay, no, that's outstanding. I'm just putting the STEM City USA link in the chat. So oh, great. Anybody wants to go in and check it out. Also, we're live in STEM City USA. So if you go in um, to the city and you see, actually, let me see if I can, uh, I'll share my screen so you can Wait. see what. So I think we're over in the uh, David Stewart Multicultural Center. Yes. The auditorium there. Okay. Yeah. So let's see if we can get this right. Um, Okay, so this is STEM City USA. And, you know, like Ty said, you know, it, it's a city, you can interact with it. Well, actually, why don't you tell us and tell us about it? Well, well, first of all, you know, it's STEM City USA, but this is really STEM City uh, uh, Metaverse because after STEM City USA, you will be able to go to that welcome center and go to STEM City Detroit or STEM City New York, or STEM City Harlem, or STEM City London. So going to the Welcome Center. That's right. And then you can go in. And the future, the, the existing plans are to add the airport, which we have, but we haven't linked it yet. You'll be able to fly or you would be able to take the subway. Why don't we click up and see where we are now? If you go to the very top, so, well, you can click right there. That's the easiest way. Yeah. So. And we're going to see where we're holding this meeting this evening. Okay. We enter. We're, in, we're in the auditorium. Isn't that cool? <laughs> we look. Okay. So we look. Yeah, we, you can oh. get caught looking in a hall of mirrors if you keep oh. doing that, okay? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, what am I doing? See, there you go in deep, deep down the rabbit hole. All right. Yeah. Why don't we close out those windows for yeah. a second? And let's run over to the jazz club real quick. Just hit a back and just go over to the jazz club. Okay. And uh, when there's not live performances, if you click on play, these are performances that took place live here in STEM City. How are you doing? <laughs> and if we back out again. Okay. See, this is what I mean by, by self-agency, right? You can be in multiple places. Go over to Tribute Hall. You're going to love this. 
So while while we were talking, if you were to click on that uh, picture right there, there was just a live conference with army officers that took place exactly at the same time. So you were able to interact with generals, with the army surgeon general. It was just absolutely wonderful. You can make that go away. Just click on the X and we'll go to your favorite place. Let's go into the Navy room. Okay. Let's go back to Tribute Hall. Okay. Let's go into that Navy room. And you will see here, uh, they're able to come in and meet depending on what the section uh, session is you could have joined in nnoa held their 49th conference here uh i don't know if you attended a month and a half ago okay all of that took place exactly here in this in this area so i think you begin to see and there's other rooms there's other buildings every building is designed let's go over to the healthcare building why don't you click it from the top to save okay. uh, the, save the audience some time? Let's go to the La Familia Healthcare. Okay. And let's go into the Wellness Center. And this building is sponsored by Boston Scientific. So let's give an idea of how some of the things that people have used the metaverse, used this environment for. Again, if you go into the building, an activity that was held here was pitch night by Mayo Clinic and a number of other folks. If uh, we had a number of black businesses in the healthcare space make their pitches, they had already been given funding and government agencies, major universities, major uh, uh, healthcare companies came to listen to these people, these uh, healthcare uh, tech health companies that were now going into the second level to see if they wanted to invest. They selected, this group um, selected our platform in order to make this happen. So let's walk back out into the lobby one more second, because I think you're going to love this. Let's go into the Boston Scientific Room. Okay. That's going to be on your left-hand side. So this is what we call persistent and coherent branding. This is why a lot, this is where our folks are gonna probably end up uh, landing because companies are gonna come to them and sell them space or sell them rent in their metaverses. Rather than us building it, we're gonna end up renting at the rate we're going, okay? So this is what companies will pay for just to have a presence because co uh, uh, Persistent branding means you're always there. You're always open. So you can click anything in here and begin to get the message Boston Scientific wants you to have. If you click on the picture, there you go. That's a magazine article okay. that we featured. But why don't we make that uh, disappear? You can click on the screen. Okay, let's make that disappear. You can also, uh, if you click on about us, it's going to take you to some jobs, but let's, there you go. And if you click on that poster, you're going to see how we get employee involvement. 
that the company, when they're ready, just go ahead and hit play. You can advance that a little bit if you like very quickly. Any place in there. There you go. And just hit play since this is a recording. As you're doing that, this was actually a live event. Okay. I think it's right in the middle. There you go. I saw it. Just go right in the middle. There you go. That's good. Perfect. So Boston Scientific decided that they wanted to talk about the healthcare services, particularly aimed at the minority community. They were able to bring in all of their top medical officers to do this live in STEM City. They had an unbelievable turnout. Schools came in, medical schools came in to watch it. And then the video sits there archived to be, to, to be given. So now let's talk about, we just talked about that persistency, right? I mean, how can you get something like that that's always there? Oh, you can just uh, put an X on that, close that out. The second part of what I said is very important about the metaverse. Cohesive, cohesive branding. You may not know who Boston Scientific, you may not even know the company, but if you come over to the La Familia Healthcare Center, most likely you're coming for programming on healthcare, right? Now, here's a company that you feel, you see their name, and all of a sudden you have an emotional attachment where they're sharing your common values. You're going to remember Boston Scientific forever after showing up here because you went to a destination based on your particular profile that takes place. So as this, as we move out of beta, because we're still in the beta form, live people will be here. Live representatives from Boston Scientific will be walking around. You can click a button. They will jump in here. You will be able to have an interface. But, the, but our metaverse is still in the beta level. And, and there's reasons I'll explain later. There's a lot more technology we're adding. Right now, we're, we're really doing a lot of the uh, uh, blocking and staging to make sure things work well with our content providers, people like you, making sure you understand how to get your content on, on platform. Because when we officially hit all of our KPIs and come out of this, it doesn't stop. It's like a cruise ship. It's off and running. And that means that there be very there will be very little uh, recordings or archiving. Everything will always be live. In every part of the city, there's going to be activities taking place, live activities. Excellent. Excellent. So... I hope you enjoyed that. But the last thing I want to show you, though, is our, uh, if, since we're here, let's okay. just run over to the uh, Discovery Place. To, uh, if you just click on Edu Discovery Building, right, here we go. Let's, let's go in there. Tons of activities taking place here. Uh, every, you know, there's, there's mentoring programs. There's coaching programs for K-12 students. There's an HBCU village of all of the HBCUs with ABET accredited uh, uh, universities, I mean, schools of engineering. So there's, there's a self 
uh, if you go to the A-STEM building, for example, in their room, there's courses that uh, young people can pick up. There's live programs that take place here every single Saturday, plus courses that are self-guided for uh, young people to learn things like writing, coding, all of those on-demand kind of pieces that are here. This K through 12 has had a tremendous impact already with teachers throughout the United States who are getting skills and able to direct their young people to something that's real. And, and young people love this platform right now. And we've not even touched the tip of the iceberg. So okay. that this is STEM City. Beautiful. So, no, this is amazing. And I can't wait to see your continued progress. Um, and, you know, me, like everybody else, a lot of us have been to virtual conferences that haven't overly impressed us. But doing something like this is a whole world of difference. And well, let, let me let me tell you why the struggle that people have had and mm -hmm. where again, I told you, you know, Admiral Davis is so funny because he told people, you know, Ty has already been working on this for years. <laughs> so when all of this happened, we we were so far ahead when this pandemic hit, we were like, OK, we're ready. You know, it was, it was like we're just going to turn the switch. We're ready to go. We slowed down our development because when we offered as a as a uh, to, uh, as a uh, stand uh, as an alternative virtual job fairs that would go along with BEA, right? Companies say, well, we don't want to pay for that. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they're paying the same amount, if not more, because they're getting even better returns as, as a result. But here, here's, here's the deal. When the pandemic hit and companies went, all of these conferences went to a virtual what they call what they would call virtual and i would definitely say they're virtual with digital twins when they went virtually this is the problem they rent it from other people they did not own the templates every piece of work you see there we own they did not own the technology they did not have any control over the servers they rent it three days worth of hosting from other people. And their idea was, well, when we get back to normal, then we'll all get back physically. We had already said we had outgrown the physical. So how would we bring more people in to our events from a digital aspect? That, that was already our goal. So as this hit, we used that opportunity to build out all of our software, to build, to build out all of our, to, to build out everything that you see. So now when you go back to physical, most of these conferences that you've gone to, they're gonna have a major problem because they can't afford to do virtual and physical. You know, they may have survived because they didn't have all of the costs in the physical world during the pandemic, but now when you go back to complete physical, what's happened to all of these digital people you've picked up? You've thrown them away. We come out of this with something completely different. We come out with a 
with a mixture of a digital twin, which means 70% of what you experience physically and what somebody experienced on the digital side, 70% of that is a shared experience. So many of our folks are already saying, you know, we're, we're just as happy to attend Bea in two weeks, sitting in Germany and listening to all of these live entertainers who are going to be there and listening to the CN, uh, CNO and all of those people who are live on the platform coming in, that we're, not, we're getting even more out of it. That if you stop and think about it, everybody's going to have to come back and have a digital solution. And that's another major growth of this metaverse, because as they come back, they're so far behind. Where are you going to buy it? Where are you going to get it? This STEM City is a perfect example. STEM City could actually be the Pentagon. It could be City Hall. Since we own this technology, since we own the technology, we own the architecture, we know how to do it. We can pop up virtual buildings and schools all over the place as a turnkey package. Great. I'm only saying all of that because as we talk about it, this is also a business show. And I want people to understand the difference between what I said in the beginning of consuming rather than being in a position of producing and we can we're now in a very key place where we can produce okay no i mean this is amazing um but you know as you mentioned it's a business show so i i always like to point out key things um because one of the first things is you know a lot of business owners don't plan the way they should and definitely don't plan for the long term and the end game and this is a great example of you were already thinking of this years before it was ready. And one thing I find is when you plan, things happen faster than you thought they would. But yeah. you probably expected it to be many more years. I not did. That I you, did. Not that you brought the pandemic on or anything like that, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, just the the way things work and the way world uh, the world works. Many times you know, things that you're preparing for tend to happen. Um, so, you know, this is you know, tremendous. I've got Art Jones here. I'm sure he has some questions. Sure. I definitely want to get him into the mix and um, share a little bit. So, Art, bring you back on and I'm going to jump off for a minute. Okay. I, I've been listening and I've really been enjoying the, the dialogue, but, but Doc Tabor, I really want to I want to get to talking about things that come from the not too distant past, like yes. when you were working with Tavis Smiley, co-authoring um, that incredible show, The Covenant with Black America. Um, can you talk about what that was about and, and how that was in 2006? Because Andrew was saying, you know, failing to plan is planning to fail. You've been planning for a future with with the, the 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 people of color in mind, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, with with the awareness, I know I spend a lot of time talking about digital Darwinism. You know, we all learned about Darwin That's in right. elementary school, right? The uh, survival of the fittest. Digital Darwinism is when technology advances faster than people and businesses can keep up. 
So for the listening audience, um, you need to do what Doc Tabor has been doing is stay ahead of the curve because if you aren't, Darwinism will take care of you, right? Because the metaverse is like a train that's already left the station. And no matter if you don't get on board, you're gonna get left behind. And I think if you're a business, um, it's not just uh, nice to have, you need to have an awareness of, of what the future of communications and community building and engagement with your ideal customer is gonna look like. And that's what Doc Tabor has been thinking about for a long time. So talk a little bit about the covenant with Black America and, sure. uh, and what that was all about. Yeah, and thank you so much. Before I say that, just let me say two weeks ago, I, I, I was invited to a, uh, a clubhouse with over, I think this particular clubhouse had 49,000 members, but that evening it had about 800 people. These are scientists from around the world. Wow. They kept me, I, I should have been there for 20 minutes. They kept me for over an hour, blown away by the metaverse. And this particular clubhouse, if you go in there, it's, um, it says, what is the metaverse and why should we be concerned? Mm -hmm. So I spoke to them and they went to the platform and people, I mean, these were some of the smartest people throughout the world that were associated there. The reason I bring that up is that we are right now in the middle of this opportunity. I mean, at the start of this opportunity. And that's what I want people to get excited about because generally we're at the end about time when we get involved we're generally at the end of the cycle of those technologies yeah. now let's go to the covenant with black america which was the first new york time number one nonfiction book uh that that ever that ever hit there so tavis decided he wanted to do uh this book and it's in 10 chapters talking about what was the state of Black America. It starts off with health, but what he wanted to end on was technology. So they came to me and asked if I would do the whole section on technology. And as you read through the last chapter, we start with health, we go to crime, we go to housing and everything else, and we end on technology because Tavis wanted to make sure we ended on something positive. And I give a number of recommendations what we should be doing. One of them included in 2006, the metaverse. The metaverse concept is in there when I talk about bringing black universities together to create a virtual uh, research and development center to create technology since very few of our universities have complete have the complete picture, but they all have little pictures. So how do you go up against a Harvard or MIT? So we could have created this virtual center. That is a metaverse, by, by the way. Mm -hmm. So that concept of bridging the digital divide, using technology to advance the, uh, the opportunities for underrepresented people, largely blacks in the United States, and using that technology, because think about what we had. We have smart people. We have one of the largest economies if you were to segregate it out. But what we don't have is land. 
Well, we don't. What we don't have is that opportunity. We don't have an, a way in which we can take our knowledge, all of our knowledge, and all of our money, and reinvest it into a uh, into a community, meaning land for the most part and resources. Land and resources we don't have. That means we're forever and ever a consumer community. I'll let that, I'll come back to that another day, but that is a very, that's a very important concept. That's, that's, that's I mean, the metaverse, you can, you can build. A, there you go. You got it. You, you got it. In the metaverse you and then it. you've got your, your property. That's I right. Think, I think what's interesting though is, is before you, you start building the, the infrastructure for a community, you, you have to build community. And I think if Leadership Live is themed around helping business owners become better, more, more capable leaders. And I know when I joined Andrew on this show, I really, really spent a lot of time talking about leaders have the responsibility to seek first to understand, then be understood and understand their customer. Mm -hmm. And if your customers are being wooed by people like Doc Taborn to come into my metaverse, and you're not there, and I'm a competitor <laughs> of yours, and I am. Well, shame on you. That's right. right? That's not that's leading. Right. That's following. Right. In order to 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 be where your customer is, you have to know where your customer is going, and 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 you want to get there first. And when they change, you want to change. And it's kind of like doing the tango or pick your favorite dance. Um, you're not leading the customer. The customer really is in the lead. Because we're in service to them, and, and I, I can't I can't stress that enough. And the metaverse is just the next; it's on the horizon for a lot of of our customers, but they're paying attention. And um, we talked a little bit about blockchain, Doc Taborn, and you know, blockchain is is when blockchain starts changing the way we do banking and starts changing the way we do shopping, and then we're shopping in the metaverse. Don't be left behind, people. That's what digital Darwinism is all about. Um, and, and there's another term, Doc Tabor, and I know you know this one, it's VUCA. Yeah. And anybody that's seen me on Andrew's show before knows I talk a lot about VUCA. It's volatility, uncertainty, chaos, and ambiguity. That's what the VUCA acronym stands for. And if you think metaverse is not VUCA, it's VUCA if you don't try to get your head around what it is and how it can serve you and your customers. But if you don't do the work to understand, then VUCA is going to do to you what a tornado does to a trailer park. You, you know, you're, you're, you, you just absolutely nailed it. Let me go back for a second, because I think it's, this is important for the audience to understand, because it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot here. And what I want to make sure if I want people to really get a quick understanding of what we're looking at, you know, there's been. Uh, there's been so much change, radical change that's taken place in our lifetime. But think about this. I'm going to just start very quickly in, from the Second World War. Computer technology. We went from computers that took up the size of your house to an African-American by the name of Mark Dean who helped 
put together the bus system and he holds uh, three of the seven original patents on the IBM personal computer to the computer being on your desk. And when that happened, when we brought computing technology and I'm, I'm, I'm leaving out a whole lot in between, by the way, but I want to just hop up into the uh, 70s here. When we brought computer technology to the desk, that changed the world. Because of that, you then had people like Bill Gates, Michael Dale, and so many others who were able to enter and a, one of the largest redistribution of wealth that the world had ever seen. Then we moved to this whole concept, you know, you had the computers, then we moved to this whole concept of networking of computers, the future development of the web. So from personal computers where those computers barely, we had terminals, remember, uh, uh, Andrew? You had terminals around, and then you had a LAN network, and I can talk about a lot of Blacks who are involved with that. So technology has happened every step of the way with tremendous input by Black people. Then we moved to the LAN systems. Then we moved to the web and the development of browsers and connections and everything else. Another huge redistribution of wealth. Now, where were we and other people underrepresented. Well, we were fighting for basic civil rights. So what we wound up doing is consuming all of that technology, our kids running around with cell phones. Think about Jesse Russell, who was the pioneer, African-American Bell Labs, who was the pioneer in helping to develop the cell phone that we use. So all of these great people who've done things, we run around, unfortunately, consuming not writing the programs, not doing any of the other things, but being the consumers of that. Well, I'm going to jump a couple of more steps and bring us where we are now. So with every major revolution, technological revolution, we've been losers as far as building wealth in the overall community. We've been the losers in, in this situation. Now you've got this thing called the metaverse. Now, why is that so much different? Well, it's something called bit, uh, blockchain. Blockchain fundamentally has changed the, the, the ground for everybody. Basically, it means it, it allows peer-to-peer. -peer. If I want to send Andrew some money, I don't have to go through Visa MasterCard. I don't have to go through a bank that centralize, they centralize all of the information. Blockchain decentralizes information. So I can go directly to him and cut out the third party. Decentralization is just like, remember, you break up the newspapers, you break up the television stations, you say they can't be uh, 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 capitalist. I mean, you can't, you can't have uh, monopolies. Well, all of this gets broken up. The metaverse is built on conceptually blockchain because out of blockchain, you get all of these currencies that are popping up without the need for a trusted third party. And as a result of that, you now create new value in 
the digital space. For example, you can buy music. You can buy goods and services. You can bring a lot of things online. Anybody can do it without needing major institutions to help them create their businesses in this area. Also, because it's decentralized, you have an opportunity for millions of people to play in that world. So think about, for example, NFTs. You're looking at a picture behind me right now. You could buy that with a Bitcoin or through any of that. That could be an NFT. This show could be an NFT. And the only argument is who wants to pay for it? Well, people pay for the Mona Lisa. I mean, you know, people, people pay to advertise on Facebook. That's all digital. So if you stop and think about it, there's a lot of value just in the digital world that takes place all the time. So the metaverse is built on that blockchain NFTs, and that's that's where we're going in the future. So the window may not be as tight, but it is tight. But it may not be as necessarily tight because the big guys are trying to figure out how to get into this space as well. But now is the time. I will tell you, if you ask me my prediction, my prediction is seven years max. And after seven years, I think we're out, we're, we're, we're out of the game. We might as well call it a day. Okay. So you've talked about a whole bunch of stuff. I want to get in. What do I do? <laughs> well, there's, oh God, you asked, that, that's probably the most, the, the fun thing. One, depends on where you want to play. I mean, very seriously. If I wanted, if, if, if I had a young person right now, anyone listening to um, uh, a young, has a young person under them, make sure they take uh, courses and things like Unity. Unity programming, start looking at all of those pieces of software that are used to build the uh, uh, metaverse and other places. They're going to be absolutely critical and they will pay an awful lot. So that's one that's one place to start playing. But I think that in order to get to the metaverse, you have to build a community. So I would begin to look at how do I build that physical community that can be transferred into a metaverse because a metaverse, a city doesn't mean anything. It's just a bunch of empty buildings like we see in China in a lot of these cities where there's no populations. In order for the metaverse to work, you've got to have a population. The reason we're so successful is because we already had a huge following of hundreds of thousands of people over all of these years with the magazines and the conferences. So we were able to immediately have people who are who are going to be involved. The other place, obviously, is investment. Our universities. I think it's critical for our universities to get in there and grab this, again, start training our students for this particular reason, technology transfer. Being able to get this, have this information to pass it on to entrepreneurs such as yourself, such as me, to give us the things that we need uh, for growth. So those are just a couple of areas. Education, training, investment, and then actually implementation, being able to build these communities yourself. Okay. So talk about that. Like how, how do you build a community? What, what, what do we need to be able to, I guess you gotta have the money like, is it a huge amount of money? Is it not too much? Um, you know, is it a huge amount of education? 
Well, let's think about this. We're building a community right now of, of, of black journalists like yourself and other folks. We're bringing them over to the metaverse. Right. So mm -hmm. let, let, let's look at this real easily. I mean, this is a this is a real good example of what we're doing in STEM City. You could talk to 20 of your friends and, and simply say to them, let's go over to STEM City. Because every time I sit and I broadcast exclusively on Facebook or YouTube, you know what they, you know how that you know how that model works. They don't care if only nine people might be looking at this show. I, I know there's a lot more than that, but I'm just giving an example. They don't care if you, as long they they will say, okay, nine people who are black looked at this show. Now, if I've got a hundred, if I've got a hundred of these shows, I'll add all those numbers together and I'll go to an advertiser and I'll sell them that whole block of people. And I'll get half a million dollars and you get nothing because you're, you're not, you're not even meeting their minimum to get the dollars back. Well, we come together, you come onto this platform. And now you guys take 70% of the cut because it doesn't go through that. If you look at Facebook and the number of minority, I mean, minorities that are on Facebook right now, I don't have the exact number, but let me tell you, it's <laughs> if you take out the black population on Facebook, it's going to hurt them. So that's just one way of taking back our, taking back our value and being able to use this metaverse that way. That's what I mean by building a community. You know, you're, we, you've already given, Andrew, mm -hmm. right. people have already given up all of their privacy that, that's being sold all over the place. This is an opportunity of taking that back and being able to truly benefit from the work and your labor in an equitable way. That's that's why it's so scary to a lot of people when you look at decentralization of all of this. That's what they're up against. So that that that's one reason. I will also encourage people if you really if you're really really serious about it, start going to STEM City, start running around. Look at what I'm doing. If I can do it, a whole bunch of other people can do it. But you can also say to me, I want a building in STEM City. Let me put a building up I, and I'll bring all of my own things into STEM City. That, that's the easiest way. Let's go ahead and build that city in the sky. If you really want to play in the metaverse, come to STEM City. We'll find a place for you and we'll get you up and running. Beautiful. So um, definitely, you know, I'm going to take you up on it. I'm sure a lot of other people, you'll, you'll be hearing from other people as well. Oh, we're ready. We're ready. I, I, I want I want as many people owning. You can own things in the metaverse. Remember, I said there's no resources and no land that we don't have those things. The final part is the metaverse allows people to actually own something. And as a result of that, that's something you can pass on to your kids, your grandkids It's generational. This is the game changer we've been waiting for. Are we up to it? As I said from the beginning, the story hasn't been told, but we certainly can be in the race if we want to be. All right. Well, if you weren't doing what you were doing, I don't think we'd be in the race because 
you know, you're, you're definitely leading. And that's what this is all about. You know, leadership live, learning from people who are doing great things. Um, Thank you. you know, I, I wish I had five hours to hang out with you to talk about this because- Yeah, we'll talk I, about it soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll be- Hey, hey watch, watch for my upcoming book, MetaQuake USA. It's coming out this- uh, um, it's coming out in uh, uh, September. Okay, definitely. MetaQuake USA. But we'll talk about that later. Hey, listen, thank you guys for giving me this platform. Uh, I think that God brought me this far because of this to be able to tell the story and help and, and, and really help look at the things that are plaguing our nation right now. Uh, capital in too few hands, wealth in too few hands. This is an opportunity for what we all believed in with the American dream that we all can have a, a part of something that makes everybody whole. So bless you guys. Okay. Thank Thank you for coming. We'll have to have you on again. Thank you. Hang out for a sec if you can. Um, I will. Close things out. Um, so excellent. Once again, thanks, Ty, for coming on and sharing some powerful stuff. Uh, it's got me thinking about a lot of tremendous ideas. Um, continuing uh, to learn from different leaders is key. Um, so that's why each week we bring in um, you know, a, a leader in their space to really share some of their expertise and some of the great things that they're doing uh, in the entrepreneurial small business space. So thank you again for tuning in. As always, feel free to um, check us out. If you want to see the replay, it's going to be at the same links and um, look forward to catching you next week. And you know, at the end of the day, the more that you know, the faster your business will grow. And that's why we're here doing what we're doing. Thank you for listening to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com.